guys want to get some more hugs in? We'll give you time for that. How is everyone? You still on that turkey coma? Yeah, man. All right, let's get up. All right, church. So Christmas is 30 days away. So we're going to kick it off this morning and get you guys ready to holiday spirit. You guys ready for that? Is it too early? Too soon? No? All right. You 
All right, man, you're going to follow along with me. Welcome to Sexist Worship. All right? So you're going to follow along with me, and ladies, you're going to follow along with them. Are you ready? Men, are you ready? Are you ready? I will worship. I will worship. With all of my heart. With all of my heart. I will praise you. I will praise you. With all of my strength. All my strength. I will seek you. I will seek you. All of my days.
pray that um, regardless of what the remainder of this year has and the, the holiday season and even the beginning of a new year, God, no matter what we have faced and what we will face, that we recognize that it is well because we put our trust in you. And so, God, during the remainder of our time here today, bring your Holy Spirit in an incredible way. Help us to just be more real and more focused and more giving of our hearts to you. And God, let us just be... Um, be in a place where we can experience you in, in new and powerful ways. So God, as part of that, we want to take time as we're going to remain standing in our worship and we're going to go ahead and continue our worship in giving back to you and uh, through your tithe and our offerings. And so God, just we ask for your Holy Spirit to be upon these gifts to meet the many needs here and around the world. In your name.
Father, just breathe into us the breath of life. Breathe into us your Holy Spirit um, to, uh, to empower us, to strengthen us, to renew us, to heal us. Whatever you need to do, God, just um, have your way with this. Maybe we be open vessels, jar, open jars of clay that you'll just fill with your presence. For that and for the rest of this time together, we give you praise in Christ's name. And everybody says, amen. All right, now it's time for our children to head to our uh, Sunday school. And um, everyone else, just say hello to someone. I know you wanted to at the beginning of service. Is everybody full at Thanksgiving? How many filled up? How many enjoyed it? All right. Okay, we have, we have one thing to do right now. Um, if you followed last night on Facebook Live, we had our live drawing for our hashtag around the table that we've been doing. And the first winner, Hannah picked it, was Randy Fluker. Come here, Randy. Come get it. There we go. So if you buddy up to Randy, he has $25 for Olive Garden. He may take you out to eat, right? So, all right. So there you go, Randy. Okay, you're welcome. We're going to do that again this week, so pay attention. Make sure you go ahead. A lot of people did that. We had a whole bowl full, and Hannah reached in, picked it out. Hashtag around the table. We'll talk about that again today. And, it was, and we made it easy for you this week, starting on Thanksgiving, where you had people, family there. So you could have posted that picture three times. It made it seem like it was three times. But um, we want you to go ahead and connect. We'll talk more about that in today's, today's service. All right. That we see. Number one, we want to welcome all visitors. If you're here, welcome. We're glad that you're part of our church. Um, and if you have that card, please go ahead and fill out that card. We promise we won't uh, market you or we promise we won't hunt you down. Uh, we just like to have the information. We are getting to this time of year where we start talking about inclement weather. And so if you're on that list, it allows you to be part of our database. We can send that out and save you a trip. I remember um, we had some people that came from, uh, from uh, near Baltimore area, and they weren't on the list, and they came all the way here one day. And out there it wasn't a problem, but here it was icy. And so uh, they said, we turned away on the, on the way home. I said, well, fill out the card, and then we'll make sure that you get, the, get there. So we want to go ahead and do that. But we also want to hear how you, um, how you think. Um, several other informations here. Parish Foundation on December 16th. Is that not crazy? We are talking about December, which begins by the end of this week. December. So one more month left in the year. Um, other information, uh, angel gowns. They're still looking for gowns for the materials for those. Stockings for soldiers. You have this insert that's in here. I believe there are stockings still out there. Is that correct? Okay, so pick those up. Fill those out. And um, next Sunday is the day that, for collection to make sure that it gets to the soldiers. So we want to go ahead and do that. Um, read about youth group. Um, hope for Haiti. I know Debbie has some things that the ladies 
in Gressier in Haiti have been, um, they made and they've sent or they gave to her. And so um, we are sending, uh, putting them together and 100% of that is going back to uh, the ladies who produce that. You can help them live. You can help them go. Great time of year if you want to buy something from, uh, for, um, for Christmas or for birthdays. Go ahead and say, hey, this came from someone in our sister church area in Gressier, Haiti. I also want to ask you to be praying a lot for Haiti. Um, if anybody's been paying attention to the news, there has been some uh, upheaval with the government again, and there's been some other uh, kind of uh, situations, and there are several are wanting the president out. He says he's not going, uh, and there's been some uh, bloodshed and some other things. Um, we are talking Pastor Oog and several others there. They're asking us to really just play, pray for peace for, um, for Haiti. Um, and so be praying for all those people that we love and care about uh, that are there. Um, Christmas caroling, you can see on the 9th um, at, from uh, 1 to 3.30. Um, and if you're interested in that, Joanne Edwards um, will help you go for that. You don't have to carry a tune in a bucket, right? Just have to be merry and jolly. All right, there you go. So that works. Um, Operation Christmas Child, if you will look at that, there are 235 children around the world that are going to receive something because of your love and care, and that's incredible. And we want to thank you. Thank you for that. Um, and also, we did have an update. I don't have it with me on the boxes on the uh, Thanksgiving. Do you remember what that was, Joe? Like 179, 180 full meals. Okay, so about 240 altogether. So that's great. So thank you all for that. You made people's lives this week. All right? All right. Um, we're glad everyone's here. Do we have any prayer requests today? No one handed any to me today? Uh, yeah, real quick, because make sure you write them down from now on. Okay, Okay. so we're going to pray for Cedric as he's going to have uh, surgery um, on th when Thursday? On Friday. On Friday, we want to go ahead and do that. Um, so uh, prayers for the Biddle family um, with the tragic loss of Jimmy. Some of you know Jimmy Biddle, um, or they call him Jim Boy, so you want to lift that family in your prayers. Rachel prays for Jordan as he faces an aggressive bout of chemotherapy. Uh, and the final part of his uh, CART-T therapy, and Natalie, as she helps him with that. Um, and, and I saw that he just had, the little guy celebrated his first birthday, right? So um, we're, ex we're excited about that. So please be praying for, the, for Jordan as he has been in a battle um, with, with this uh, over the last year or so. Dawn Miller, praise to God. Um, Abby was accepted to Messiah College, so we're thankful to Abby. Um, Adriana, um, for God to take uh, care of Apollo, the Edwards family dog, because he's going to be put down to Mars. And we want, anybody who's been to that knows that is a member of the family, and that's very, very difficult. So we're going to lift them in your room. You know, all the needs are in the world. Just meet them in your way, and we give you praise and honor and glory in your name. Everybody said, Amen. Good morning. We have three scriptures today, and we'll begin with Exodus 12, one, um, 3 through 4. Tell the whole community of Israel that on the 10th day of this month, each man is to take a lamb for his family, one for each household. If any household is too small for a whole lamb, they must share one with their nearest neighbor, having taken into account the number of people there are. You are to determine the amount of lamb needed in accordance with what each person will eat. Then John 11, 50, 51. 
You do not realize that it is better for you that one man die for the people than the whole nation perish. He did not say this on his own, but as high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus would die for the Jewish nation. And John 1, 29. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is the word of the Lord. How are you doing? Um, let me see. Um, everybody, everybody feeling good? Are you? You seem like you're kind of, uh, I don't know, holidays, uh, cold and stuff. All right. We are in our second week of Around the Table. And um, what? You got a problem, Lisa? Hey, somebody... Hit Lisa. Lisa interrupts everything. Okay. All right. I love Lisa. I just got to mess with her. So, um, She knows something's wrong with me if I don't mess with her, right? So, all right. So as I was saying before I was interrupted by Lisa, um, so um, is that we are in our second week of our series Around the Table. How many enjoyed a time around the table with family this week? Okay. Um, how many were glad when family left? Don't raise your hand. They might be with you. Okay. Um, so uh, hopefully you're doing the things that we ask you to do. I asked for several things for you to contribute la- next week, uh, last week. And uh, the first thing was this, to use the hashtag. There it is right here, around the table. And, and just so you don't get mixed up, we have a slide that just shows all you have to put down around the table. And you too can be like Randy Fluker and win uh, a gift card to go eat somewhere next week. Right, Randy? There you go. So he's happy. He's making plans already. Um, so... Uh, and then also, the other thing that we ask you to do is to pray over every meal. To pray over every meal. Even if it's uh, your only breakfast and you're grabbing a, uh, a sandwich as you're heading out, stop and pray and give God thanks uh, um, for prayer for every meal. And then, this is the tough one, right? Here's the real tough one. It's easy to put a hashtag. It's easy to kind of bow your head. And again, I said you don't have to yell out, Oh, great God, in the middle of some place or in there. You just have to pray. Um, you might even do the God is great, God is good, so, which is actually our theme next week. Um, but three family meals all around the table together. That's a hard one, isn't it? It's a hard one. So, um, and, and so I want you to make a commitment. So today, you may have to go home, and you may have to look at your family and say, all right, here's the week. What three days are they? Um, and it can be a, a lunch. It can be a, a dinner. I said I'll give, give you two breakfasts for a dinner. Um, 
because, you know, I don't know how much fellowship you get over Fruit Loops, but it's all good. So, but, you know, during this series, it's kind of got me focused and thinking in, a, in an unusual way. Like, I'm thinking a lot about food and stuff. Um, and, like, for instance, I, just, I was perusing the other day through 2 Kings chapter 4. And it's an interesting story of Elisha. Anybody heard of Elisha? Okay, Elisha, um, he, uh, he was a prophet, and Elisha was in this one place, and this lady was running out of oil and stuff to make it, and he kept, he kept telling her to fill up the, the vessels and the, and the containers, and it just kept filling up and kept filling up and kept filling up and kept filling up, and I thought, wow, free refills in the Bible, isn't that cool? So, I mean, it's just kind of got me there. But today, today we're going to start, we're going to talk about food in the mind. And food as, as a means of remembering things. Uh, is there some kind of food in your life that if somebody makes it, you think about something? Like when I get good fried chicken, I think of Johnny's. Anybody? I think about how much I miss Johnny's. Anybody? Um, and I'm pointing over here because her, her father and mother for years. Um, and, uh, and I think about that. I think about, wow, man. I, boy, what would I do for a piece of Johnny's chicken, right? Um, those kind of things. And, um, and then when I think of good eclairs, I think of my grandmother on my, uh, my father's side. And I think of dumplings. I think of my, my other grandmother. And I just think of, like, food, and it makes me hungry. And it makes me, it reminds me of people, you know what I mean? Um, and so, so there's a different kinds of things. When I think of good stromboli, I think of, my time at West Virginia, or pepperoni rolls, I think of my time at West Virginia University, right? I don't know what they did to them, but they were absolutely incredible at the Dairy Mart. You know what I mean? I, I loved it. So, I mean, it's like, it, no matter what, and when I think of lasagna, I think of Bobby Burke's lasagna. It is the most amazing lasagna I've ever eaten, and I'm putting in my order now. Okay, all right, so, um, but you know what I mean? It reminds you of something that you have. Uh, anybody ever think, when you think of liver and onions, I think of, uh-oh, I don't want to be home eating today. That's what I used to think when I was a kid. And my parents used to make me eat that junk. That's horrible, all right? So um, anyway, um, what about if I did this? What about if I said, and this, this one's going to be an easy one for you. What if I said, I want you to think of the holiday here, okay? I'm gonna, it's going to be word association. I'm going to give you a, a menu. You're going to go ahead and give me the holiday. Sound like a plan? All right, so here we go. Number one, here we go, turkey stuffing Cranberry sauce. All right. You guys are still digesting some of that right now. If I say ham and possibly fruitcake. Christmas. I don't get the fruitcake thing. I'm sorry. I don't get it. But, um, and that one song, somebody's really mad and wants some figgy pudding. That must be good stuff. All right. So um, isn't that kind of rude? Now give me some figgy pudding. Give it to me now. And so I'm not, I'm not leaving till I get some. They're going to be at my house a whole long time because there ain't no such thing as figgy pudding in my house. All right, sorry, I digress. All right, this one. Um, this one has several answers. If you say barbecue, burgers, corn on the cob, Fourth of July, and you got any other answers? Labor Day or Memorial Day. There you go. Look at you guys. You eat the same place. What if I say corned beef and cabbage? St. Patrick's Day, all right, and green beer. That would have given it away, right? What if I said sauerkraut? New Year's. And what if I, so I say, ooh, okay. Um, what if I said a casserole? Church dinners, there you go, all right. So, all right, so it's interesting, isn't it, that food brings to mind the event. Food brings to mind the event. Like if you went to Thanksgiving dinner, you expect turkey, stuffing, mashed potatoes, pumpkin pie, all that kind of stuff, am I right? 
What would you do if you sat down and they had a rack of ribs? You'd be like, all right, but where's the turkey and stuffing, right? You think, you think about that. So it's interesting how we do that, but it's, it's not anything new. God did it a long, long time ago. And he attached certain food to feasts and celebrations for certain holidays to get the individual, particularly in this case, the Jewish people, to remember things about him and things that he wanted them to know. So what I want you to do today, I want you to open up your hearts and your minds, and we're going to let food preach to you. Okay, so food is going to preach. So now, of these festivals, we are not commanded to celebrate them. But after looking at this, you may say, wow, I think I I wouldn't mind doing some of this. It's not wrong if you do, but you may get excited and want to go ahead and do this. The one meal that we are required, that one part of eating that we are required in, as Christians is what we celebrated last week, and we celebrated communion, right? We celebrated communion, and we try to do that about once a month, and sometimes um, with uh, maybe around Christmas or also around Easter, we celebrate that a little bit more. And the Apostle Paul understood that when he wrote in 1 Corinthians this. He said, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, he took bread, and when he gave thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in what? In remembrance of me. For when you eat of this bread and drink of this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes again. And so when we... Go ahead in, and we'll talk about this in a second, but when we take the bread and we break it in this context, we begin to think of the Lord's body in which he gave himself up for us. And when we take the the cup, and we'll talk about this in a little bit, we think of his blood which was shed for us. And we begin to pass that around and think about what he did for us. Ultimately, we are to remember his body and his blood, and he tied it to food. Isn't that amazing? He tied what he did on the cross to food because he knows we like to eat. And he wanted to recognize that every time we we go ahead and celebrate this, that we partake in the Lord's Supper. There are certain Christian denominations that every time they eat, they look as an act of communion with the Lord. Um, So I started thinking, you know, do we do communion wrong? You say, wait a second, Jack, how do we do it wrong? Well, I don't know if wrong is the right term. But maybe we need to mix it up a little bit at times. Like, think about it. Here's what we do. We have communion, and we go ahead, and usually we have like a solemn, worshipful song, don't we? And yet, what are we we remembering in this? We're remembering the victory that Jesus brought to us. Now, now last year was the year I've got to hold dear to my heart and hold on, because I don't know whether it's ever going to happen again, where the Eagles won the Super Bowl, all right? Now, when the Eagles won the Super Bowl... I didn't put on a song and go, thank you, Eagles, for winning. Fly, Eagles, fly on the road to victory. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. <laughs> no, I was like, yeah, E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles, woo. I went to a parade with people who were climbing up lampposts and dancing on the top of lampposts, really high in the, gra- in the air. And I even said to one of them, uh, 
how'd you get up there? I, she goes, I don't know. I think she had a little bit to drink. And she said, I don't know. I said, don't you think you should get down? She said, yeah, probably. And she looks down. She tries to put her foot down. And she jumps into the arms of her friends. I said, I'm getting out of here before someone dies. All right? People were celebrating. They lost their mind. They stood out in the cold for hours like this, in the mud, in the cold, for hours. They were celebrating a great victory. Maybe we need to celebrate a great victory of Christ. Maybe one time with communion, we just get a little Pentecostal in here. Raise the roof. Maybe we get a little bit like, whoa, God, yeah, give me that bread. Give me that bread. Maybe we'll walk down like this. Give me that cup. Give me that cup. Hallelujah. He won, right? You got, we might freak some people out. But why can't we celebrate victories? The greatest victory over sin and death, like we celebrate a game. In case you don't know this year, eagle stinketh much. So I'm holding on to that victory. So I'm holding on to that victory. But here's the thing. I have victory in Jesus every single day. And I should be able to celebrate that victory in amazing ways. All right? So I'm just thinking, maybe one time I'll just say, all right, it's all out. Here we go. Bring it down. And everybody's just like, woo. Yeah, you may give it up. Woo. As you go up for communion. All right? Wouldn't it be great? You go up, the body of Christ. You say, woo. You dip it in. The blood of Christ. Oh, Yeah. You go, Jesus, right? Somebody visiting that week would be like, okay, all right. So, all right, so anyway, I told you, I have a lot of time to think in this series, all right? Okay, I'm back, okay. So these festivals, all, one of the things that's really cool about them, even though they were given to Jewish people, they all point, every single one of them point to Jesus, every single one of them. Every single one of them does. And so for the Jewish people, they were looking ahead. They were looking with one eye forward. They're looking to the Messiah. They're looking ahead. For us as Christians, we can look with both eyes. We can see how, we can look back in history and see how it was looking to Jesus as the Messiah who was coming up. But we can also look back and say, yes. And we can also say, yeah, he's coming again. And he is who he said he is. So we can get both perspectives, we can see that it was particularly pointing to Jesus in all this. So in the sermon today, the food is going to preach to you. You say, Jack, you're talking. I know, but the food's going to get there. So in this book, there was a book that was written, and if you're interested in this, it's called The Seven Festivals of the Messiah. It was written by a guy named Edward Chumney, okay? Not Chumley, that guy on that pawns show or whatever, but Edward Chumney. And he says, uh, four things about these festivals. All the festivals are historic and prophetic. All the festivals teach us about Jesus. All the festivals are agriculture and context. And all the fest- festivals teach us all about your relationship with God. And so food is going to preach to you. Are you ready? Say, food preach to me. All right, here we go. I won't be, I'm going to tell you, I will not be able to cover it all. I'm hitting highlights today, okay? Because there are seven festivals, and I'm not going to cover all of them. Um, there are three fall festivals, There's, and I'm going to use the non-Jewish name for them, the Festival of Trumpets, the Day of Atonement, and the Feast of Tabernacles. Now, we are going to cover those three in the fall. And then in the spring festivals, there is Passover, Unleavened Bread, First Fruits, and Weeds, um, or known as Pentecost. And so we're going to just cover Passover today in in our discussion. All right? So you ready? All right, here we go. So the first one, 
Let's say the Feast of Trumpets. Everybody say Feast of Trumpets. All right, so you learn about this in, uh, in Leviticus 23. And there's a lot here that symbolizes the return of Jesus. But it's also the start of the Jewish New Year. <clears throat> and they would use certain food. They would use apple, apples and honey. 